This is the man and the goat. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Man and the Goat podcast. I'm Woody, and I'm here with Ray. What's going on, big guy? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing well. You know, I got a hurricane barreling down on me, but that's all right. I'll be okay. And uh, we're prepared, as always. You know, that's how we do in the Man and the Goat. Um, It is 31 July, and uh, I'm ready to rock and roll, man. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing this class that I talked about on the last episode still, and it's taken a lot out of me. I'm, I'm not going to lie. My brain has been pretty fried recently. But anyway, I'm here now to talk about some other stuff, and uh, let's get this thing rolling, get right down to it. Last episode, we teased the you know what this one's going to be about, and I think we're going to talk a little bit about where we see this country going. Where is America going, the future? And I'm going to let Ray start us off with that. All right. So, so first, let me let me outline the context of where I'm coming from. I am unapologetically pro-American. I love this country. Thing for it. Uh, and frankly, if you want me to be completely honest, I would lay down my life for this country, right? So that's that's where that's where I'm coming from. Um, there's no way around it. That's just where it is, right? Um, like I said, unapologetically pro-American. It saddens me to see how divided we are as a country. Um, and because of that division, I see this going one or two ways. And I don't, I don't honestly know which way. I know which way I'm hopeful for. Um, but I, I think we have some problems that we need to deal with uh, that if we don't deal with them, they could divert from the positive point of, point of view and drastically pushes towards the negative point of view. And what I mean by that is right now you have COVID going on, you know, it's super negative. People are dying, right? There's no, there's, you know, it's sad. It's tragic. Uh, I blame China, but uh, there's uh, there's a lot of things that go along with that, right? It's really complicated and convoluted and, uh, and you know, whatever you think about it, the bottom line is it's a tragedy. People are dying on the flip side. Uh, underneath all the fog and the fog of war, there there are some positive things. And one of the things that I think that may happen is some people have called it the golden age. Um, and I, I think it, that may be true, right? The COVID has made us realize that a lot of the systems and things that we use were designed pre-internet. And right now, companies are being forced to think in innovative ways to you know, have people telework and have people be productive doing the things that they need to do for the company uh, or for their businesses and, and lives in general, whether it's schooling, like all these systems that we've used since, you know, that were created back in the day are being revamped in order to, you know, to basically survive in the COVID world. And I think that that ingenuity could lead us to a brand new golden age in America. And I hope it does. That's what I really hope. On the flip side, we have some major problems that are coming to the forefront. You know, they've been, they've been brewing for a long time. You know, one of the things is like race. And frankly, I think, I think America has an unhealthy obsession with race. If you, if you look throughout history and I encourage anybody to, to look at like tribalisms in the past, even a perfect example is like native Americans. If you look at native Americans, most of them don't actually like being called native Americans because they don't view their tribe as race, right? They look at it as, they prefer to be called by their tribal 
nations, you know, whether it's the Navajo or whether it's the Cherokee or, you know, whatever their tribe is. And because I think in reality, identity is far more complicated than race, but in the West, for some reason, and it might be due to, you know, to the past racism in the country where we, you know, we simplified it, not we as people that live today, but back in the day of people in the West, they, they simplified it to the point of race. You know, you're either white, black, Native American or whatever. And, and simplifying identity to that, to that simplistic of an idea is problematic. And frankly, I think it's caused an unhealthy obsession of it in America and the West in general, right? Um, you know, when, when you realize all the different things that identity, quote unquote, entails, it's far more than just your skin color or, or, you know, your ethnicity. And, and I think because, you know, we categorize things based on like scientific methods and all those things that we've oversimplified something that's super complex to the point where now it's being, uh, it's detrimental to the overall group, you know, to me, frankly, if you ask me what my tribe was, my, my tribe is American, right? I don't care if what your race is or anything like that. You know, like if you're an American, whether you're born American or nationalized, you are my, you're my tribe, you know, um, that's what, that's what I would want. That's what I want. That's what I hope for. And I, I hope that other people, you know, I want, I want to see Americans thrive, you know, like the reality is as complicated as the world is, there are people in this world that don't want to see America or Americans thrive. And I know, you know, a lot of people want this, uh, you know, citizen of the world mentality, but the reality is, is like, there's a lot of people in China, for example, that don't want to see you thrive. There's a lot of people in Iran that would rather see you dead than see you thrive. And, and I really think that people need to realize like, uh, who their team is. And, uh, and I'm 100% team america so i just i just kind of feel like uh unless we get through some of these problems that we have whether it's you know healthcare because i think you know that's important there's all kinds of different aspects we're dealing with not just race but race is just kind of on the forefront an example that i think should be brought up unless we're all on the same page the same team i want to see all americans i don't care if you're if you're white black asian whatever pick a race if you're an American, you're on my team, and I want to see you succeed. And uh, and I, I I wish more and more people thought of it that way, you know. But that's that's what I think. I think we're we're kind of at a fork in the road, you know, where we can have this golden age after COVID if we all come together and do the things that need to be done, and and we can you know start a a new generation of ingenuity and and new prosperity in America because we're revamping all these things that we've done for so long. Or we can continue to fight the battles of the past and and uh, still focus on things that, in my opinion, should have been fixed a long time ago. Whether they are, they have or have not is debatable. But uh, I just I just want all of us to be on the same page, the same team, and and not have to tear each other down to to help one another. You know, like you know, if you're all part of the same tribe, the same group, and I use tribe because uh, a group of goats. If you don't know this, it's called a tribe, right? So that goes along with the theme of the show. But, you know, a group of people that support each other, love each other, part of the same group, you know, they want to see each other succeed. Uh, that's what I want. Um, so I'll use the term tribe in that way. And, uh, and, and my tribe is America. That's the way I look at it. So what do you, what do you got, Woody? So I think that the golden age, as you call it, 
it's a real possibility, but I actually look at it in a different way or interpret it a golden age differently than you do. What I think is more of a golden age is we're actually a little bit more community minded, absolutely pro America. Like that's, that's just a given, but, but, but community minded, like as far as uh, going back to the way it used to be, I think we're going to take a step back. I'm not going to, I'm not saying like technology is going away because obviously it's not going to like, that. that's just a silly thing for somebody to say, but I think that you're going to see people kind of step away from it a little bit more. I feel like the whole COVID thing has kind of opened people's eyes to the fact of most of us are just not prepared to be self-sufficient. Like most of this country is so reliant on technology and the normal way of things like what we're, we're just so comfortable, you know? And I think that the COVID thing has made some people a little bit uncomfortable. I mean, it's just obvious when you see everybody go out and buy all the toilet paper. I was just talking to my wife who is somewhere uh, else right now. She was saying that I guess toilet paper in Indiana is like becoming scarce again because people are buying it up. Well, you know, why do people do that? It's because it's a comfort thing and, you know, they don't want to be uncomfortable. So I think that one positive out of it is more people are going to understand adversity probably and are actually going to be maybe a little more mindful of the fact that this is a blessing that we have that can go away quickly. Like we don't control this. You think you control this. You think technology controls X, Y, Z, you know, and it doesn't like all of this could go away pretty, pretty quick. And so I feel like a lot of people have realized that and uh, hopefully more people will start making themselves more prepared, you know, because the next time that this happens, it might not be like a 1% death rate. Like what about when it's 30, 40, 80, you know, and that's possible. Like that could happen. So what are you going to do? Cause you're not going to be able to go. If it's a 50, let's just put it like this. Like I'll ask you actually, if it was a 50, 50 chance that you get this thing and you die, would you go to the store anymore? Like, would you, you know, would you do the things that you're willing to do now? Because it's a 1%, you know, it's such a small, but what if it's 50, 50? Like, have you ever thought about that? Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. So I have thought about that and you're absolutely right. Um, I would totally avoid the store at all costs unless I absolutely had to. Um, and, and on this note, I, I think you are right. Right. So I think the golden age, I think the teleworking and the not having to spend uh, nine hours in an office building allows for things like that. Right. Like if I could, you know, if I could plant my own garden and do, do some stuff like that, businesses may not want to know that, but the reality is, is most I don't know about most people, but a lot of people, I think, can do a lot of their work in less than the eight-hour window that they're told to do, you know, and I think a lot of people will work for four to six hours solid, and then then they're going to be chit-chatting for a couple hours and things like that, but if you're at home teleworking, you can... You can bust your ass for your four to six hours that need to be done for your actual job to to maximize productivity for what you have, and then you work on things like you know your own garden and things like that. And I think you're 100 percent right, right? Like the reality is, as bad as COVID is, and as tragically as people are passing away, if if this thing was what it was projected to be, 
Oh man, like you know, I, like the projections for this thing were crazy. You know, it's going to wipe out millions of people and and you know would have changed civilization and the reality is, is this is sort of like a dry run for what could happen like you said and what it showed in my opinion is that the world is ill prepared for this so frankly as sad as this is this should be a wake-up call for a lot of people on a lot of different things and and i'm i'm hey i'm agreeing with you i'm working on trying to figure out how to get a, a garden set up and uh, some different things. So, so I don't need to go to the store as much and maybe I can be a little more self-reliant yeah. or self And uh, so I totally I think agree. that the key, like a lot of times people get it confused because I follow some people that are all about homesteading, you know, and <clears throat> they've been this way for a long time. And um, so, yeah, it, but a lot of people get confused and they think that like, Oh, I need, a ton of land, you know, to be self-sufficient and all of these different things. What I'm saying is I just recommend that you learn the skill, just have a small garden just so that you learn the skill of, okay, can I grow something? Because, you know, if, it, if worse comes to worse, then you may need to have a, a bigger plot, but, but really I feel like people should just practice some of these, these long lost skills of, you know, like growing your own food. How do you do it? You know, storing it canning it how do i do all that uh most people don't know so and it's not just about you won't be able you won't want to go to the store because the grocery stores won't have anything because the factories are not going to be open if 50 percent, if it's a death rate of 50 50 they're not going to be there you know people aren't going to show up so that's one aspect i think that it's a golden age of maybe there'll be more of a wake-up call and people will become a little bit more self-sufficient i mean let's face it man the way things are right now, you're basically working and living for the man. Like, it, it, it blows my mind how things have shifted. Like, before, if you were more liberal, you know, and more, like, open and all this stuff, like, it was, it was against the man, against the man. Like, how do I fight back? How do I fight back against the man? Now, it's like, the more liberal and supposedly open you are, quote, unquote, open, it's more of how do I support the man's initiative, which is every man, woman, and child working outside of the home, every man, woman, and child having, you know, this iPhone, these sneakers, you know, everybody having all of these things, buy, 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 consumption, consumption, consumption. And it's just hilarious to me, like, that the hippies now are actually not hippies. They don't do homage you know, to their, uh, to their old counterparts. Think about the hippies from like the sixties and seventies, you know, like they were doing exactly what we're talking about, like trying to be self-sufficient, growing their own food, you know, now granted they did a lot of devious shit that I don't agree with at all. I actually don't really like hippies, but either way, uh, the ones now are like the opposite. They're like, you know, it's it's funny how that dichotomy, how all that stuff kind of plays out to me anyway. When I stop and actually think about it and consider all of it, it, it just makes me laugh. Like now, if you're growing your own food, you know, and you're being self-sufficient, well, now you're just a, a crazy right winger, you know. <laughs> and it's like it took, what, 40 years? 50, well, 50. It took like 50, 60 years for that shift to happen. That's not that long of a time span, you know? It's just amazing, man, how quickly things shift. Like, it's very bizarre. 
Yeah, and I, I think one thing, you know, like about learning the skills, and if we get more of a sense of community, like if you know, if you really know your neighbors, your neighbors are there for each other, you help each other, right? Like if all of you are kind of just growing a small little garden, you know, you guys can help each other out. And I think that that's like, if you can get it that way, it's not all on you. You know, you don't need your 10 acres of land to be tilled and, and farmed, right? Like if, if you're doing a small patch, your neighbor's doing a small patch and you're doing, you know, I don't know, carrots and potatoes and the other person's doing, I don't know, pick something. You guys can trade and barter and do those sorts of things or help each other out. And I do, I do think, I think you're, you're spot on, right? Like the perspective on things have changed. The political alignments of these ideas have changed. Uh, but the reality is, is that people that are self-sufficient are more prone or more adaptive to the changing environment, right? And that's all adaptation is. You know, you talk about evolution, but evolution is basically an, an animal change, changing and adapting to its environment. And right now, you have so many people that if they can't order something on a smartphone, right, or they can't, uh, you know, go to a store and buy it off a shelf – they're not going to know what to do, you know, like you're, you're not adaptive at all, you know, like if your smartphone gets real dumb, then what are you going to do, you know, like, or if you can't buy it off of a store, what are you going to do, you know, and, and I think a lot of people don't know the answer to that, you know, those are some long lost skills, you know, that, uh, frankly, you know, the generation of the Great Depression, they had to learn those through through hard times, you know, like a lot of those people, they suffered through that. And that's why, you know, your great grandparents, they canned probably, right? Um, and they knew those types of skills. And uh, I, I hope I hope to really learn those uh, in the coming days. I know some of those things, right? I've learned some of those things, or at least I've read about them, but I really want to put them into practice. And, uh, and I plan on personally becoming a little more self-sufficient in the future, uh, regardless of what happens with COVID and the golden age and those sorts of things. But this is just like a personal goal and ambition for myself. Um, and I just like those sorts of things, you know? Well, we talk about part of being a man is being able to take care of and protect ones you love. Well, you know, if you're one of those men out there that's listening and, and you're like, I, I don't even know how to, you know, screw in a light bulb that's obviously an exaggeration, but like, if you're one of those, like maybe you need, maybe you need to rethink like what you're doing on your like downtime instead of playing call of duty or whatever is like the popular game. Now, instead of sitting there all day being connected to the man, you know, like that's, that's the other thing. Like that, that's what they want. They want you to be glued to something because that sells and sells. And so all of these companies and, you know, these businesses and mainly I'm talking about major corporations that are making millions and millions, billions of dollars. A lot of them, you know, them claiming that they care about what you care about and all these things. They don't. They roll with the winds. You know, they blow with the wind. They're like a feather out there and wherever they think is going to take them to the spot that they can make the most money. That's where they're going to go. So for people to get wrapped around you know, well, this company supports this. So, you know, I like them and all that stuff. I don't know. I just don't think it's, it's genuine. And I don't believe that it's really, you know, uh, something to focus on. They don't care about you. They really don't. They care about your money, but they don't care about you. And that's where I'm hoping, you know, with all the things in the future, 
where this is all going is more of a uh, where we look out for each other and, and we're not so caught up in sports, you know, and this company. It, it kills me when I see grown men. I talked about this before with Ray, but it wasn't on this podcast. And I think it's important to mention this because when I see grown men and I'm talking like, you know, 40 year old men, 50 year old men jumping up and down with like a jersey of another man from a team jumping up and down in excitement about this you know like i don't know i feel bad for that person like that's 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 what you have is some team like that i I don't know i'm not saying that people can't watch sports like as a as a thing to you know get away and unwind like i'm all about that i you know, more so I'm more into the UFC nowadays, but it just, when I see people acting like children, which is basically what you're doing. Like when I was, when I was a kid, I was huge into the Pacers. I loved the Pacers, the Indiana Pacers. That was my team, man. I was a Reggie Miller fan. I hated Michael Jordan. I hated the Bulls because they always beat the Pacers out of the playoffs, you know, like, I mean, I was a diehard Pacers fan. And if you would have looked at me then, you would have been like, man, this kid loves the Pacers so much that he's always going to be this way. Well, I barely even watch them now. Like, I could really kind of care less what happens with the Pacers. So my point is, like, people need to mature as they grow. And hopefully, I'm hoping that that's the future, is that more people mature and think about the things that are important in life and sports and whether or not you have the latest damn iPhone is just not important. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And one of the things I mentioned in this conversation is that, you know, a lot of people walk around with another man's name on the back of their jersey, right? Which is fine. And I'm not against people supporting their sports, especially, you know, if it's your son, right? You know, I wear my son's jersey if he plays high school or Oh, college, yeah, that's different. You know, I agree with you, but but Joe Blow, you never met that plays for your NFL sports team, you know. Like if, uh, let me rephrase this: if you're gonna wear a jersey, that's fine, but you better be building something for yourself and for your family and for your name. You know, that's kind of the way I see it, right? Like, you know, it's it's one thing if you're building your own business and you're doing stuff for you and your family, you're trying to build your own legacy and your own name, and those sorts of things, right? It's another thing if all you do is work a nine to five job and then you come home on on Sundays, you wear a jersey and scream and holler for somebody you never met. You know, like like I just feel like as 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 mad as that may make people, you are wasting your time. You know, like if you if you're not building something for yourself, for your own wife, kids, and family then you don't deserve to sit on the couch on Sundays to watch football. Like, I don't know how to say that, but that's basically what it is. Like you, you need to get out there, bust your ass and build something for yourself and for your family and build your legacy and your name and end up in the hall of fame entrepreneurs or whatever it is you want to do. Then you earn the right to sit and watch football on Sundays, you know, but, but if all you do is work for the man Monday through Friday, and all you look forward to is getting drunk on Saturday and Sunday and you're not working on anything for yourself. I don't even care if you don't even make it, you know, but the fact is you tried, you know, like 
then you deserve to sit down and maybe watch the fights on Saturday or watch football games on Sunday, you know, like, but the fact is, is you're doing something and you want to reprieve. If, if all you're doing is working a nine to five for the man or for somebody else to, to make, you know, to make him rich and align his pockets, then you seriously need to reevaluate your priorities. That's the cold, hard truth. You know, like, like, Part of the man, the goat, man, to be honest with you, you know, is, is to do that, is to build something for us, but to build something for other men so they can kind of see the world differently, you know, like so many people, they work, they work their nine to five job and they bust their ass and they put all their effort into this job that's going to pay them 15, 20, $30 an hour if you're lucky, you know, like, and, and, but, but they're not building something for themselves, for their own family and their own legacies and to be, be self-sufficient and maybe become entrepreneurs of themselves and then maybe become self-reliant and have your own garden and those sorts of things, you know. And, and I, I think those are the priorities, you know. I read a uh, a proverb earlier that talked about – it's from a Native American. And, and he said that, uh, that we sold – talking about Native Americans. We sold things of value for things that were invaluable or, or not of value. That's what I should say. So, you know, they sold land – you know, to, to the settlers and the, and the colonialists or whatever, um, which was of value, which had resources that could do things for them and, and their families and stuff for things like beads or materialistic stuff that frankly didn't matter, salts and peppers and things like that. And, and then you start to, you, when you put it that way, you know, that's like a simplistic way of looking at it. But the reality is, is when you, when you really look at it, you realize that there are things that are actually of value, whether it's land resources, food, water, your time, you know, your effort, you can't get those things back. And, and when you, when you sit back and think about what is truly a value, it, it might change your perspective on things on, on some of the things that we do. Like society says we got to do X, Y, and Z. But if you realize some of those things in reality, you're, tra- you're, you're trading things of value for things that are not nearly as valuable. And, and I, I wish more people kind of look at it looked at it that way yeah that's that's kind of my point you know is we need to reevaluate what is valuable in life and the fact that your sports team won the super bowl this year does no has no value to you you know so why do you put it on such a high pedestal like some people that's like the defining moment of their life you know, like, think about that. If you stop and think about that, how many people out there when the Chicago Cubs finally won the World Series, like, felt like that was the defining moment of their life? Something that other men accomplished and you had zero to do with. It's, yeah, no. It's sad. It's sad. It really is. But it speaks to what I'm talking about. That's what they want, you know. That's what they want. Like, whenever you value this sports team, more than even your own well-being or your personal gain that you could have had. When you do that, what are you going to do? You're going to sit there and watch this game and see these commercials, you know, that all of these companies have on there. And and you're going to go buy some of their shit, like, eventually, probably. Or you're going to buy a lot of the team stuff, you know. They're going to have these deals with these different companies. And so you're going to be – uh loyal to these brands like this whole like sports team loyalty brand loyalty you know all of these different things it's like it doesn't really make sense to me i feel like where are your actual true loyalties 
if they're not to your family or even if you're religious, you know, if they're not to God, then you need to stop and think about what am I doing here? You know, like, what is my purpose in life? If your purpose, if you stop and, and you think to yourself, my purpose in life is to watch a team win a game that I'm not even a part of, then I feel bad for you as a person. Like, that's that's really sad. Yeah, but, no. but I think it's important to note that, look, I'm not saying that people shouldn't watch sports or that sports shouldn't exist. Like, that's not my point. My point is, is that people, it's just disappointing to me when I see a grown man. I watched a grown man jump up and down because he was so excited that baseball was back and jumping up and down with a jersey, you know, like like he's a kid. And this dude's like 40 years old. And I'm like, bro, like there were women in that in that this video conference I was doing. If I was one of those women. I would be so disappointed in men. I'd be like, what the hell? And 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 I kind of get it. Like, a lot of times women will complain about that, right? Like, you know, oh, he, all he does is sit there on Saturdays because college football is going on. Like, just watch his college football all day. Like, can't you just do something else? Like, before, I would have been against that. I would be like, whatever, you know, let this man have that. But I kind of get it a little bit. Like, their perspective is, is like, where where is your value in this family? It's on this team. Like, for some men, it is, you know. And there's nothing wrong with, like I said, watching the sports. But it's just funny to me. And I'm hoping that maybe we'll come around, you know, a little bit to where we kind of value some other things as high as we do uh, these companies, you know, that don't give a shit about you. These teams and these players that don't give a shit about you. They, they just want your money, you know. And for me... I don't really feel comfortable giving them my money that much anymore. I mean, a lot of this, if I could be completely honest, I wish I could just go and disappear into some land somewhere with, with a family, hopefully that I love, you know, and start something special that way like that. I feel like that would be more rewarding. And I feel like there's other people out there that, that are, that think that same way. And I, and I see it, especially with this COVID stuff and the lack of sports. Like, I think maybe a lot of other people are probably waking up to that, too. Like, what the heck are we doing in this as a people? We're just blindly following these companies and these sports teams and doing what they want me to do. I don't know. I'm very independent, I feel. I have a very independent spirit. And I'm telling you right now, if somebody tells me to do something... A lot of times I'm going to try to think about whether or not I could do something else. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll do, end up doing it because it, it makes sense. But I will, most of the time I'll stop and think. Like, I, I lean more towards the, oh, everybody's doing this? Ah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot there. But I think I think you're, you're spot on. Pardon me, you know, to bring it back to maybe – masculinity which is one of the things I'm, i've been focused on lately is uh i kind of feel like because there's a lack of masculinity and a lack of brotherhood in society lately i feel like maybe sports is one of those outlets where where men try to connect with other men based on their sports teams you know like but i agree with you i think i think frankly it's all a business model kind of propagandist you know and i think that 
if you had people that just connected on, on different levels other than some sports team that some, you know, some business or company makes money off of, you know, like, I don't get me wrong. I watch sports. I, I love the UFC. I actually st- I watch the NFL. You know, like, I, I do enjoy it. But the reality is I also go talk to my neighbors. I, sp- I spend time with my neighbors. I get to know them, you know, and I actually create – bonds with the people around me and I feel like sports is more like a way to connect with the people around me like when I when I watch UFC fights a lot of times I invite people around me over and frankly we spend time with each other smoking and joking I don't smoke but mainly joking you know we joke and we drink and those sorts of things and we create bonds with each other as neighbors and people of the community and then we watch a couple fights you know like that's one thing but if, if you're sitting in the house alone watching a football game, drinking some beers, you know, like that's totally different in my opinion. And, and I guess my biggest, my biggest gripe, if you will, or focus area is get to know the people around you, especially those like-minded, you know, that can help you out. Um, you know, I'll give you a point, a perfect example, right? My, my neighbor, him and I have been going to the gym together. We've been working out together. We're sort of on the same level when it comes to fitness and stuff. So the workouts have been phenomenal to the point where we, and we push each other like I haven't been pushed in a while. And I'll be honest with you. I don't get pushed very often, especially in the gym. But, uh, most of the time, you know, people go to the gym with me and, and uh, not to brag, but a lot of them will like start vomiting or not feeling well or those sorts of things. Right. But, but my neighbor currently, you know, he's in shape and, uh, and uh, just for the record, he's a cop and really on top of fitness and uh and we work out together and we have great workouts we push each other both of us and you know it's really a iron sharpens iron moment right and uh and frankly that's the kind of stuff that you want to that you need you know like he pushes me to a different level that i that i was slacking i'll admit you know i slack and he's like what is this you could do more fucking do it you know and and i'm like you know what? You're right. You know, I'm, I'm being a, I'm being a little bitch right now. Let's fucking do this. And then I'll push the weight and I'm like, damn, that was hard, but I did it. You know, and that's when you realize is you kind of need to be pushed outside of your comfort zone and uh, do different things to grow. You know, if, if it's too easy to sit down on Sundays and watch football, that's one thing if, you know, but go out, build a, build a fucking shed, build something on your house, add some property value to, to you and your family. So when you sell it, it's going to be, your house will be worth more. Like whatever it is, man, like just do it. You know, like, I, I guess it's hard to say, but the reality is we're so comfortable. The world has gotten so easy that it's created soft men. Like, I don't know how else to say it, but that's the reality. Like everything is so easy that men are sort of soft, you know? And if, if, if World War Three broke out, man, I'll be honest with you, a lot of men, I don't know if they, have, if they have the fucking stones to handle it, you know, like whether you're in the military or civilian or whatever. Like, you know, you start thinking about like COVID, how people were just unprepared for it. You know, you think about it's sad to say and and, and I hate to say it, but like, you know, a lot of people that being stu- being uh, killed by COVID have pre-existing conditions. But some of those pre-existing conditions are things related to just unhealthiness you know like obesity is one of the preconditions that kill people in covid you know but obesity is one of those things that as hard as it is to to fight against it it's something that that people are 
able to fight against, you know, like if you follow a strong diet and you do those things, but society's gotten so easy to the point where you can just order something from a, from a fast food place, or you can order stuff from, you know, your Walmart groceries or whatever it is, and it'll get delivered to you to the point where society is essentially made us soft and, and soft times create weak men. And I feel like right now we're in a, we're in a position where, we have a bunch of people that, whether they like to admit it or not, are weak men. If you read about World War II, the Revolutionary War, history, and some of the things that those men need to go through, I guarantee you, most of the men that I've spoken to and said, hey, what do you think about this? You know, what do you think about, you know, Pigeon Forge where people were freezing, they had no clothes, they had frostbite on their toes, and then they had to go fight wars and battles and stuff. They were like, man, I'm not, I couldn't do that shit, you know, and, and, and you realize that, like, those people were on a different level, you know, we, we've had it so good. And, and I feel like we need to become more reliant on ourselves. We need to, to embrace brotherhood. We need to bond with our fellow neighbors and quit worrying about social media. You know, frankly, as much as I like social media, you need to use it for a purpose. You need to bond with the people around you currently. If you moved away and you don't know your neighbors, but you still keep track of the people that you haven't seen for, you know, you haven't seen for like three years, four years, but you knew in high school and they're on your social media and that's your social circle. You have your priorities mixed up. You know, you need to go meet your neighbors, help each other out. If your neighbor needs a problem, if your neighbor has a problem and they're, you know, they lost their job or whatever, and you can help them out, do it, you know, like, like be more community minded and a little less, uh, individually minded i guess and a little a little less like uh focused on the past and focused on the present and the future and and i feel like like that'll be the key for kind of the golden age so you can have both you know you know you can have the technology advantages and those sorts of things but you can have that sense of community that helps each other out where you know you're like i'll give you know like i said my neighbor who's my workout partner right now you know, he pushes me in the gym, but the reality is if I didn't meet him, if I didn't know him, if I just stayed in social media and those sorts of things, I wouldn't be where I am today in that relationship, you know? And I feel like there's a, there's a lot of opportunity costs and lost opportunities, right? Uh, because people don't get to know their neighbors. They're focused on their Facebook friends and people they knew in high school that, that they haven't seen in five, six, seven years and, and, and all this wasted energy on on frankly people that don't necessarily have as much impact on your life as the people around you could today if you got to know them and uh and i really wish people would focus on that you know i feel like it's diverted energy that that is okay but not but most of the time unnecessary yeah well there's nothing wrong with using social media to keep in touch with people that you know you've connected with in the past that's actually one of the nice things about social media i think is you know that you can do that you can see pictures of them and their family and all the stuff that's going on with them it's 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 nice and i don't see any i don't see a problem with that yeah you still need to grow and meet new people but some people don't i mean honestly man i don't necessarily agree with you 100% like i, I don't need to have a large social circle of friends around me all the time. It's not something that I need as a person. Some do. So it's fine. If, if you're that type of person, like to fill that void, like some people need that. I, I actually don't, I just need some, a so, few close so, people. So let me jump in here real quick. Cause I, I get what you're going. So I think you and I are lucky because we have 
we have our social circle that we know if if shit goes down and we need people, we have them, you know. But in my experience, a lot of people don't have that. You know, they, they have their social media friends. They may have like 500 people on their social media, 1,000 people on their social media. But none of those people are going to, you know, if, if, if they lost their job tomorrow, those people aren't going to give them a place to stay. They're not going to start a GoFundMe. You know, they're not they're not going to do these things. Well, like, if you lost your job tomorrow or you, you needed help, you could call me and I, I don't give I don't care where I'm at, what I'm doing. You you have a place to stay regardless, you know, and 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 and, and that's what I mean is like like no, don't get me wrong. If you have that, then then go for it. You know, keep in mind, keep those people in your social media, hundred percent. Do it. Keep in contact with those people because those people are legitimately people that care. But I know a bunch of people that you know they have. I don't know how many people on their social media accounts, but if you were to ask them, hey, you know, if something happened to you, would those people help you? And they would. They're going to say probably not. You know, they like my post and they comment on my post. But if it ever came down to where the the rubber meets the road and, you know, I need to move in with somebody, then those people are going to tell me no, you know, and uh, and and that's what I mean. You know, you you need to make sure that you have a circle that is there for you in the hard times and not just the good times and not just the liking the post, like not just, you know, that kind of shit. You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, I I, I agree with you. There's there's a line like I'm 100 percent for keeping track of people that you've met and that you care about, but you need to make sure that those relationships are genuine and, and not just informational and hello, how you doing, you know, relationships that can foster into real, real genuine care and support for you and your family. Those are relationships you need to develop and focus on. Not the superficial Facebook, I have a thousand friends or 500,000 friends or whatever it is, or Twitter followers, you know, like none of of that shit matters. What matters is, you you get what I'm saying? I hope, I hope that makes sense, you know? Yeah, no, I, 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 I get it. I'm, what I'm thinking is if you have somebody that's really close to you and you felt a connection to them at some point or another, do more than just give them a thumbs up on a post, you know, like give them a call, call them on the phone, you know? Uh, So yeah, I get it. I I get it. I mean, there's people out there, I guess that feed off of the energy of, Oh, how many likes did I get on this post and how many friends, the numbers of friends that I can build up on this social media platform. Yeah. If that's your focus, then you're definitely, uh, you know, you definitely have the wrong, the wrong focus unless it, of course you know you're like one of those like instagram girls i guess because then what i mean that's how they they're social media influencers right it's almost like a business so i guess it's it's all kind of situational but uh, i do understand where you're coming from all right so we've went off topic though we've strayed a little bit here you know that could have been like a, a podcast all in itself like social media how does it play in today's uh, society um which maybe one day we'll cover cover that. But the point of this whole podcast, you know, was what's the future of America? And really, I think the takeaway is this. We're both optimistic because we're patriotic. We're patriots. I consider myself a patriot. So we're optimistic that, you know, we're not going to completely divide here. We're not going to divide because of this virus. We can we can do this. You know, we can beat this this virus. 
And and honestly, I feel like it's all kind of overblown a little bit. I mean, I, I was watching a news story. I think it was like CBS. I don't know. A, a major network, right? A news story. And they were talking about the COVID numbers in Florida. And they said there was, I don't remember the exact number, but I think it was like 100,000 new cases or something like that. 125,000 new cases, right? Florida just reported like a record number. They haven't done that. You know, the cases are spiking. And the news, the news agency said, but a lot of you have been chiming in and, and, you know, you guys are trying to push us to report the number of tests that we're given. So I guess we'll do it. And I just find it funny that the news is like, because you complain, we'll report all the facts, you know. It just shows how, like, the fake news thing is not just thrown out there. It's it's legit. It's a real thing. But they tested two million. So I don't. I'm not a math genius, but two million tests and 120 thousand. Like, those numbers aren't that high. I'm sorry, but they're not. So anyway, what what is the point, Woody? Like, why are you bringing that up? Well, I bring that up because I feel there are entities out there, and it's the media part of it. And there's other people, and I'll be honest with you, I think there's a lot of foreign influence with this. China, Russia, who the hell, Iran, these countries, they're salivating at the fact that we are becoming more and more divided. And you're crazy if you don't think that they have something to do with that. If you don't think that they're funding maybe some of this stuff that goes on, you know, or influencing it or trying to influence it. Because they have an interest in us being divided. So what I'm hoping is for the future that we... Stop dividing by race. Stop dividing by whether or not you wear a freaking mask. And let me just say, I want to make a point on this mask thing. Just wear the damn mask for the person next to you. It really isn't that damn hard. Like, put the mask on. What For me, it's a, it speaks to your character. If you're the type of person who is so selfish and stubborn that you won't put on a mask, for the person next to you, it's a difference between the government saying you must wear this mask, so I wear it because the government tells me. Like the people that take the stance, they're like, "Well, I'm just standing up against the government," you know, enforce. Like, I don't wear the mask because the government tells me to. I wear the mask because I know there's other people that are like, "If I catch this virus, I'm gonna get really bad sick." I do it for other people, man. Like. Sometimes we get caught up in this shit so much. And it, it, again, it's it's an issue to divide us. So what I'm hoping is we don't follow that, that bait. Like this race baiting thing. I mean, honestly, I have never seen it so bad ever in my life where people are defined by the color of their skin. It just blows my mind. It's the most racist thing I've ever seen in my life. This whole thing, all of this, most of these arguments are are racist. Because you're, def- we are defining each other by the color of our skin. Well, that's not yeah. that. That's not the whole point of the civil rights movement. Like, so none of it makes sense. Let's not divide each other. Let's c- try to come together, keep this country whole. Because, because in the end, I think that another reason why I want to be self sufficient is push and push self sufficiency is because if if we keep going down this route, I look at the possibility of a fracturing of society. And things getting bad. And I want to be prepared to defend my family if I have to. And part of that is going to be providing them some food. Providing them some safety. You know. And so I I really look for enhancing that capability myself. Wrap it all up. What's the future of America? 
I mean, I think it's more positive than maybe, you know, we all get wrapped up in, but there are some challenges. So stop dividing people by the color of their skin. Stop dividing people by whether or not they wear a mask. Who gives a shit? I'm tired of hearing about masks. Just put the damn mask on. Quit being a freaking selfish prick. And, uh, and yeah, start to like, like Ray's talking about meeting some people, you know, that are, and hopefully, you know, growing some kind of uh, bond or some kind of connection with them. There's nothing wrong with connecting with people. Absolutely. It, my problem is most of the people I meet, I end up hating. So they disappoint me. That's my yeah. last word, brother. Uh, I have some other things to add, but you know what? I, I like the way that ended, so I'm just going to leave it at that, and uh, we can cover the, the other stuff later. Oh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode. And usually we give a teaser, but I'll be honest with you, nothing's coming to mind right now. What do you think the next episode should be? Uh, you know, I, I think maybe we'll, we'll give it uh, some time, and then maybe we'll think about it, and we'll surprise the audience, because... Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, the news cycle changes, and then, uh, you know, you and I, we talk a lot every day, basically, so we have a lot of different ideas, so it'll come up, so stay tuned, and uh, we'll surprise you in the next episode. All right, goodbye. You can follow The Man and the Goat on Twitter and Instagram. Just go to tmntg.com. There you will see a link to Instagram, Twitter, follow those two things. Also on tmntg.com, you will also find some more The Man and the Goat Tasty Goodness.